brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I've been tracking Sasquatches for 25 years. My American global awakening to the new world order. My American artificial intelligence Android. My American. Do you believe in UFOs? Yes, sir. Extraterrestrial. You're listening to Pardon My American. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. God, I can't believe it's Thursday already. Greg, how you doing, buddy? What is going on, fellas? Uh, I like the blue light in the room today. It's you like, like the blue? The yeah. aqua. The aqua looks good. The aqua looks good. You got that that maroon and aqua, man. It just is very. Uh, well, you know, I'm Pisces, so uh, here I am, floating like a fish in my aqua blue. <laughs> oh yeah, that's nice. Your little tank, your sauna tank. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Blub blub. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, blub blub. Yeah, it's a Thursday morning. I this week's gone by so fast, man. Yeah. Like I, I literally like yesterday. I was like, is it Wednesday? And I literally, when you I said had Thursday, the, I, I had, had to, to check my phone this morning to yeah. make sure it was Thursday. Uh, it's just been, I felt like just. Dude, time flies when you don't really have a regular job. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when I'm on vacation and stuff, I have no idea what day it is. I'm like, is it, oh, it's Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's so busy out on the streets and stuff. Oh my God. That's true. You kind of lose track of that kind of stuff. Uh, the only thing that keeps me going is like you have like with a family you have set things that you have to do so oh for sure like today uh my middle child has gymnastics mm. the other day my oldest is taking vocal lessons now she wants to oh yeah yeah man she's dude she's a she's a good little singer man and right I think on, I think some dude, vocal lessons cool. would be I mean they're gonna be very helpful for her yeah she has all the right tools. She just, you know, needs to put it all together, and then she's got it. You know she has a harness you guys, like lightning. You guys yes. should do like a part in my reaction for her first uh, solo edition <laughs> or whatever she has like edition. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're actually we want to have her on. Uh, I would love to have her on as like my you know kid reacts to something that we like. Uh, but I'm just worried because she's so dramatic that I feel like she would just be like. Ugh. God, this guy's ugly. Why does so he have terrible. such a long beard? Ugh. She just is so turned off by rock and stuff right now, which <laughs> just bums me out. But you know what? It's okay. I, I what I appreciate That's a girl thing, dude. It, well, it is my middle child, and Chris can attest to this, man. You put on like some heavy stuff, and she gets on the floor and she's headbanging, bro. Uh, my mm. oldest one's in pure disgust, and it's fine. I will say this: as long as she loves music, you know what I'm saying, and and sees value in music, I'm okay with it. Whatever she likes, I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Unless it's Madonna, I don't want to. I, I'll, I'll burn that shit. I fuck that lady. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want her listening. You'll to that fuck that shit. lady? No, I, I wouldn't. Mm. Absolutely not. We actually watched that video yesterday because uh, we did a Madonna oh, yeah. thing. We watched a video of a timeline of when she was born every year, and it showed her face, like a photo of her in those years, and the, the yeah. evolvement of Madonna. When and did it go downhill? couple years ago literally like 2019 years, yeah right literally yeah i mean like 19 even 2015 you're like okay she's still like i mean she's an older she woman now, like but she madonna. Was madonna and you know she was still fairly Dude, fit she, and healthy you know why? And then it just, i think she got into that witchcraft stuff in 2019 i don't know man she you know? got really bloated looking 
because uh, you actually see it for a year or two where her face went from like fairly thin to very round. Yeah, and well, then, that's what happens when all the no, no, no. surgery and Botox. No, no, no. Well, shown. Botox probably. Yeah. But you saw the face get round, and then the next year it was stretched, and that was the fucking that was the the, the beginning of plastic surgery. Mm. But she got bloated, it, almost like so, like she has a medical condition or something. That something happened, and then mm. she tried to correct it, uh, which never works out. You know how that goes. Like something happens, yeah. a little wrinkly, and then you. Try to correct, and it's not good. Maybe the the meat suit that the alien wears and mm-hmm. is starting to go bad. Yeah, dude. She's. I mean, because Madonna used to be really, really gorgeous. I think. I think she was pretty damn hot. But when you look at the the background of her, you're thinking, "My God, how dirty is this woman?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is disgusting. She's into like the witchcraft stuff. I like. You might be uh, damned to hell. Yeah, or you might have like a demon attachment after you even talk to Madonna. I don't know. Yeah, and that's a, that's the a shitty part, right? Is that when you see her now, like, uh, like I can't look at her as ever being attractive right now. Like, like acknowledging that she was, and she was. There, I remember when you were a kid, uh, there were certain videos you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, she's so pretty!" Like, she was hot, you know. Uh, oh yeah. And uh, I actually was reading this thing. I was telling Chris, uh, I was uh, Chino from Deftones, the singer of Deftones. He actually made a video or was on a podcast and said that Madonna's the one that discovered the Deftones. And actually got them their first record deal. Oh, and no. uh, he was just like, dude, she, he actually made very clear though. He's like, back then, that was my like, <laughs> oh my God, Madonna's so hot, dude. Like, yeah. she's in the room with me right now. That was like my, my girlfriend that I wanted to do. That's like John Podesta inviting you, uh, inviting Lincoln Park to perform at a certain event. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, yeah. ooh, it's cringy. Yeah. I don't want to be associated with that man. Yeah. Hmm. Um, no, we uh, we got some we got some uh, topics today that I want to go over. And uh, last night, uh, and this is kind of where I want to start with it because I think it's a, I think it's a, actually a pretty good discussion and it's interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm actually seeing a little bit of two sides to this, and that's the the Steven Crowder stuff. We haven't actually talked about that. No. Um, he came out and made this video that like seem, seemingly was circulating quite a lot, uh, basically calling out the conservative media companies who he claims are. Um, are still doing the dirty work of these social media companies. Yeah. And that was his accusation. Uh, and he was, had a contract that he was showing. Uh, he did have some of those things redacted. Uh, and then I believe yesterday, or I don't remember when did, when did that video come out? Uh, a couple days ago. So Crowders. the next day, the daily wire came out. The, I think it's the president or the CEO of daily wire and made a rebuttal video. Uh, and he went through the contract and was saying, I, I want to go through this line by line and clear up what he was saying was Steven Crowder making false kind of claims <clears throat> about what the contract actually meant. Mm. Uh, and the reason I think it's interesting, the one thing that like stuck out to me more than anything that Steven Crowder said, and we can talk about a few things that he said, but the one that stuck out was uh, when he was saying that when you watch a show, even like you guys watching us, uh, and you can tell like why are they not saying X, Y, and Z? Why does it seem like they're holding back on certain topics? Um, there's a reason for it, and like I was just like, I was laying in bed because I hadn't watched the video until last night. Um, my wife started playing the video. She actually sent us over a copy, and so did Greg. Greg, you sent it over too, uh, of Crowder's video initially, saying, "Hey, yeah. this is some really interesting information." And then last night, she's like, wow, the Daily Wire did a rebuttal video. We should watch it. So we just laid in bed, and she just played it, and we were just laying there listening to it. And it was an hour long, so we watched – I would say we watched probably 45 total minutes. So we would skip a couple parts that were slower. And uh, and I was just 
okay? And I go, you know, I haven't even actually watched the full video of Steven Crowder yet. So we listened to that as well. And when he said that, I was like, yep, that's that's it. Like, that's, that's a huge part of it. Um, and we know from our audience and, like, we get comments. There, there's no doubt that, like, what happened to you guys? Why are you guys not used to be on top? It has nothing to do <clears throat> with uh, not wanting to speak on it. And I think, yeah. Greg, I mean, even like, because I know you're really in that realm of like the occult and kind of conspiracy theories and the fun, like fun stuff that's going on, interesting things. It's it, it, well, so here's the deal is he he's talking about big con and he has this whole movement. Stop big con. Right. Mm-hmm. And his thing is the big conservative names in this movement are no better than the big social media companies like the liberal social media companies, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all of them. Yeah. He said that they're under the same kind of contracts, stifling contracts where they control, okay, if you miss a day, mm-hmm. that's $200,000 that you're missing. Yeah. Or if yeah. you if you go against something and you lose, uh, if you get banned on YouTube, then you get demonetized a million or so million dollars, right? Well, and, ob- and obviously these numbers are based on his contract. Obviously other people's yep. contracts, the numbers are going to be different. Yeah, but yep. his point was you are strapped to the bed with your butt cheeks wide open and you're saying, take it to me, big daddy, and, you yeah. know, because you signed that dotted line and you're saying, okay, I have to do X, Y, and Z. I, I can't own my own show. I can't talk about what I want to talk about. Yeah, I can't do the skits that I want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you you have no control over your own show, and that was his main point. And he's saying, I have to stop doing this. He's like, it's something that bugged me for a while. Mm -hmm. And more shows, I see them signing the dotted line, and I want to show you guys what these shows are signing. And it's super tempting, right? I mean, it was $50 million a year, $25 million for the second year. No, that's not true. It was uh, the first four years was $50 million. For it's a four-year contract, and then it has okay. a, a two-year uh, extension, which was another twenty-five million. So he was uh, for the six years he was getting seventy-five million dollars. Yeah. Okay. Well, regardless, it's a boatload of money. Yeah, and, and he was also going to be getting fifteen thousand dollars a day if they did side projects that they decided mutually to do. Uh, and that's what anomaly came out and made it. Yeah, a yeah tweet he's like, saying, why he didn't need to talk about the the actual uh, contract signing numbers? So. The the fifty thousand dollars, right? The fifty million. Fifty million. 50 That's million. what his initial contract was for. Yeah. Oh and, yes. And anomaly okay. said, "Why did you not bring that up, Stephen?" And, and so, yeah, I I see both sides. I mean, I don't think people should have to say what their you know contracts are, their well, money that, that they make. I don't know how much, how important that part of it is. I mean, I mean, it might uh, lend more credibility that yeah, he didn't sign a fifty million dollar contract mm-hmm. on principle. Yeah. I mean, well, that... the point is you can't talk about actual news and I'm not even talking about a cult. I'm not talking about conspiracy. I'm not talking about crazy shit. I'm talking oh, yeah, about what's actually happening. Yeah. You can't talk about it yeah. or you'll get banned. Well, I mean, I mean the problem, Greg, is the that jib jab stuff. Look at the election yeah. stuff. But that but see, that's what I'm saying, though. Like yeah. whether you want to admit it or not, like that is considered conspiracy in their eyes. Yeah. So like even though I and I, I think there is a definite difference between blood bass with the celebrities and something in a real life scenario of, of a jab. You know what I'm saying? Like there is, there's a difference. And to your point, like, why is that? It's considered conspiracy because you think a different way than what the narrative tells you to. And uh, that is no longer okay. And, and to me, it's not even that they're just as bad. They're just, they're beholden to the social media companies too. 
Uh, so when they make these contracts, they're just saying, well, hey, you know, we can give you this, uh, but, you know, if they don't, uh, you know, if you get banned or you get taken off of Spotify, if you get taken off Spotify, you lose 10% of that money. Well, we were removed from Spotify. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but, and then, but who, the cha- the rules change at a, you know. That's what he was saying. Blink of an eye. So it's like, how do you know if you're saying something bad today when tomorrow yeah. it could be, you know, you know what I mean? So it's like they can change it and well, they can make well, yeah, your like, historical words bad. Yeah, today is this, you can't say this, but mm-hmm. tomorrow without telling you, you also can't say this or this or this. Sure. But that's how we got banned mm-hmm. off of everything. Because yeah. we had episodes that were out for months. And then all of a sudden we got a flag saying, oh, hey, uh, by the way, that, that YouTube video you put out over a year ago uh, yeah. violates our rights. So we're going to yeah. ban your channel. Yeah, they took took our RSS feed away uh, initially. Yes. That was a couple yeah. years back. But they took it away. And if you don't know what that means, that means that everything that you work for up to that point is gone. That means you are nothing. You have no you history. You zero. You have no following anymore, and so like we've we've dealt with that. Now he's um, seemingly talking about contracts, which is a reality, right? Like he's yeah. saying, like don't sign these contracts because you're going to get in a position. They're going to tell you what to do. But I also want to preference that, like even in a situation like us, and I'll, I'll say this: the drinking bros are fantastic, right? They they don't like they, there's no like you can say what you want, you can do what you want, but we're also not. It's a kind of a different kind of thing that we're doing with these guys. It's, it's not yeah. the same. But what I mean is a smaller podcast may not have a contract, but they still feel the 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 wrath of having to hold back from certain topics. And it's like it, it's really unfortunate because like there's a lot of conversation that we want to have um and, and it's it, you just can't. And like I know people say we'll just do it anyways, but like at what point? At what cost, right? So if we lose our RSV again, like we're 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 done. We're done. And we can just do like try to do something else and hope that people find us again. But it's the same thing. Crowd is yeah. huge. Yeah. And when they when he was talking about losing, like they wouldn't give him his RSS feed, he had to try to make another like mug club forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to get people to go over to that new thing so that he could at least keep his followers. Because that's the way of the people. Like they can yeah. forget about you within days. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what happened to us is and just to be clear, the RSS feed has to do with audio only. Audio. It's not YouTube, it's not yep. uh, you know, Rumble or anything. But where like do that. you make strictly audio? Where do you right? like where's the potential for and then, ads since everything comes from that audio? Yeah. It's one of the and more important so things. What happened to us is we signed on with anchor.fm, which is owned by Spotify. Yep. Yep. And anchor.fm, really cool if you're just starting out, they can distribute your podcast everywhere for you for free. Yeah. And it's uh, it's really just a nice startup thing. But if you violate the terms, they, they own your they ads. Own you. Yeah. So they can pull the plug. And once they pull the plug, you have no way of reaching your audience. No. All Everybody who has subscribed to our podcast, like on <clears throat> Apple, wherever, we can no longer access them. Yeah. So, so starting over again. Under any normal circumstances, if, if something would have happened, we would have been able to take our RSS feed, that code, mm-hmm. and import that or transfer it to a different distributor so we would still be able to put our shit out and you guys it would have been like you would never would have lost anything on on the people's end of listening but we would have had to switch stuff up on our side but the fact that the way their terms and all that shit worked they kept everything so we had to completely start over with a new everything and that's why the majority of people so many people were like, uh, you guys are still a podcast? Yeah. Like, where did you guys why go? Why, majority why am of I not people, getting your podcast? In the majority of people's eyes, our shit just disappeared completely. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, and the thing happens. is, like, he's talking, like, listen, you, when you do this, just like anything, right? When you start working for a company or you do a podcast or you even playing music, like Taylor Swift saw this, right? Like, yeah. they owned her shit. And that was a big deal, like, where she had to re record all her shit. When you sign up and you have somebody else doing work for you or you use another platform as your channel, like, those are in the kind of the agreeable contract that you have with that particular thing, like Anchor. And so what I think Crowder is trying to say more than anything is watch what you're doing because when you allow it to go into somebody else's hands, you're giving them the opportunity to destroy you at any point that they <clears> want <throat> to and, and really be at a situation where it's very difficult to come back, even on a lower level like we are. But even for Crowder, it's going to be a, a – he's going to have his following. A good portion are going to well, come yeah. over just because he's in the news still and relevant. But for a podcast that's just got like say 100,000 followers – that could be, that could be career ending. That's death. It could be career. Can we go ending. over a little bit of these uh, contract things? I yeah. just saved uh, a well, couple bookmarks. Real quick, yeah, I, I we can't. I just want to say like um, this guy, uh, Jeremy Boring of Daily Wire, who came out with that video. His premise of the video, real fast before we do those, Greg, it was basically saying, as a business, we have to do these things. Where you know, if you get kicked off of YouTube, you get kicked off of uh, certain platforms you're not making us money anymore and we're investing money into you. And that's a losing, that's a losing thing for a business. Yeah. And that's his argument that he needs to understand yeah. that like, if he destroys everything and we just soaked in 50 million to you, where are we getting our return? And that's not good business practice. And I, and, and there's a piece of me that I understand that. Uh, but I think there's a lot more to that. We can get into it after we talk about the breakdown here, but I, I, well, I yeah. So you're going to have to refresh the bookmarks, Chris. I, I got it. Cause yeah, I, I'd like to actually look at what Crowder says first and then look at some of the tidbits that he's pointing out and that other people are pointing out in the contract and then listen to the Jeremy Boring clip because it's it's very interesting to hear both sides. It is. It's an Because Anomaly, uh, yeah, Anomaly is right. He's, he's basically saying, look, the first draft offered you $50 million with a bunch of extra stuff that you didn't like. Throw it out, negotiate, and then, like, re redo it. That's how contracts are supposed to work. Well, let's listen to it because I have some thoughts on that as well. Big tech. So you want to listen to Crowder first, right? Yeah. Okay. Is in bed with Big Con. The people you thought, the people I thought, were fighting for you. A lot of it has been a big con. Now I'm specifically avoiding naming names or going after individuals uh, in this video because I genuinely hope that those I'm addressing and you know who you are. Have a change of heart. Don't sign. Don't sign these contracts. I know. I now know what you are signing out there. I have the luxury of not having to. You know, let me go through this. If any of the major platforms issues a content strike such that Crowder cannot be monetized on such platform, the fee will be reduced by 25 percent, and then another 20 percent of it happens on Apple, and then another 10 percent of it happens on Facebook, and then another 10 percent of it happens on Spotify, and then if you get a, then if you get a strike, meaning a suspension. Another 20%. Just to drive it home. You get hit by a car, you have a sick day, you could lose $100,000 a day. This is what's sent out to everybody. Okay. I mean, that was a, so that was a real mashup, I guess. mashup uh, of, of what he was kind of running down, I guess. Yeah. I mean, clearly yeah. there's a lot more to it than that. But uh, if you look at the, that tweet by Hard Bastard, he has a screenshot of 
some of these uh, boycott content strikes, yeah. the reduction fees, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what he said. YouTube, 20%, Apple, 20 yeah. Facebook, 10 Spotify, 10 if, yep. if Crowder content cannot be released on any of the major platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, because of Crowder or his content being banned from those platforms, then the fee will be reduced by all those percentages. And that fee was the $50 million. Yeah. Okay. So it, it, in the document, and you can see it, and even, even the guy from Daily Wire says, like, this is what we were offering, $50 million. It says fee, $50 million plus 25 additional for the two years if they decide to go forward with it. Yeah. So you're talking about, and that's and Crowder does say that in the thing that if if media social media decides at some point that they're going to ban him, mm-hmm. he takes his now fifty million dollar contract. He didn't say the price, but we know now, uh, and now it turns into a five to ten million dollar deal that mm-hmm. you're getting in for four years for five to ten million. Well, it's like they would want him. They're incentivized to have Crowder banned, right? I mean, well, if you look at it like from a business aspect, you if point. I'm paying yeah. you fifty million dollars, I want you to get banned off your content because that way I, I have still to have your I still have your content, but now I don't have to pay you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so, you could look at it that way, uh, but so, so to kind of bring it back for a second, what kind of struck me as as weird is, and I get I get what he's saying, uh, Mister Boeing or whatever boring. I get what he's saying. He's saying we're investing more money than we've ever invested into any talent mm-hmm. into Steven Crowder because we totally understand that this guy has a huge audience and brings a lot to the table, okay? Um, but he's saying if we just, you know, if we get to a position where he's getting himself banned, now we're gaining nothing, which is not really true. Um, and my example for that was, uh, and obviously there's, there's differences, so I'm not trying to make it a one-to-one example. But if you're in the sports game, for example, right, and you have an opportunity to pick up an all-star, a superstar at that, you're paying that man bank. Yeah. I'm talking hundreds of millions of dollars over a contract, right? And you're paying because, A, he's great on the court or he's great on the field, but you're also paying because that man brings people to the seats. Yeah. He fills your stadium up. His jersey sales are going to go up. People are going to be excited about your team. Now you're talked about on the news. That is ultimately what I think Crowder does. And I, I listen to Crowder frequently. I think he's really funny. I think he has some really great content. But Crowder's bringing people to the Daily Wire. That's why you bring him in. It's not just as an employee. You're bringing him in as a face, bro. Yeah. Because yeah. he's going to bring his mug club in, which they even I think he even said in that <clears throat> thing that they were going to utilize all that money. Like, they're just paying him, and they get cuts from – all of the the paywall shit that they're gonna do, all the advertising, all the shirts and likeness—they're getting money from him. Yeah, and so his what's likeness. Your, what What's your point? My point is, is uh, I don't think that that's how you structured these systems. He's looking at it as like we we can't do something that's that risky. Well, anytime you get a, a, a major player, it's a risk. Damian Lillard gets signed for a couple hundred million dollars for four years. He could break his leg the next fucking day. You know what I'm saying? But you're well, paying that man money. Yeah. It's not only just a major player, but it's a very controversial major player. You know, it's an Antonio Brown style. It's it's the the major players who won't keep their mouth shut and yeah. won't be the team player, and they're all about themselves. I'm not saying that that's Steven Crowder by any means, but I'm just saying you're you're taking a risk by signing this very boisterous. Well, yeah. You knew player. what you were signing on. Yeah, 
I mean, exactly. that's where I don't think it's the same. Uh, th- that's why I was saying earlier that the, the two are not one for one because in sports, yes, like if you have a controversial player, that can actually hurt your team. But in the in the realm of uh, news and conservative news at that, it is already controversial. Like you don't yeah. think Candace Owens is controversial? You don't think that Ben Shapiro has been controversial? Like anything these guys say, half the country is going to think that they're fucking terrorists. Well, it's it's controversial within the Overton window of the conservative viewpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, controversy is. Uh, I mean, you could look at. Oh yeah, he said that trans uh, transsexuals shouldn't be allowed to fight in the UFC. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, controversial. Well, and I I don't even think that stuff is the, even the biggest issue in my mind. I think the biggest issue is the fact that you're signing. It, in Crowder's situation, he's signing on to a company, a conservative company, but the company is structuring their contracts, still playing by the liberal rules. Yeah, exactly. So yep. you're not, are you yes. even conservative at that point? Well, somebody tweeted out a, I don't remember who it was. It was a bigger figure. I can't remember if it was Steven or if it was somebody, but they're saying the Daily Wire is looking for an employee. Steven Crowder is looking for a platform. That's the difference. Yeah. They're wanting, a person who's going to give them shit. Steven Crowder is looking for a person that's going to put him out for shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, let his content go out there. Now, Steven Crowder does always claim to be the most independent, and, uh, and he is. He does He does all his own production. Like, he hire, he has his own inside crew that does everything. Yeah. So he even said in the contract, that boring guy said, uh, he wanted to have his own crews do everything, which is great. That's his thing. Uh, but he does make the point that, like, Steven Crowder has also never ran the business side of things as far as marketing and all the other things. It's always been the blaze somebody else so he is independent but he still relies on other well people. That, and he said that because he's mm-hmm. uh alluded to starting his own network right at the yes. end there and he's yes. like i'm it's gonna take a little while for me to figure this out yeah it will uh yeah. but at the same time my my ultimate opinion is you're paying him 50 million because of steven crowder and because he's a talent and because he's gonna bring people over and he's gonna bolster your team and that's the truth if he was in there with all the other guys he is going to be one of the most significant figures on that roster. That's fact. Mm-hmm. And so people are going to be more excited about the Daily Wire. They're going to be more engaged. They're going to yeah. want to sign up for paywalls even more because of him. So you will make money. And I think that at some point, to his point, we need these companies to go, we don't care what they do. We And that may be the ultimate problem at the bottom level. The problem. Is the It's not the rules. It's the fact that there's no alternatives, no good ones. You could say Rumble, but let's be real. They're not on the same level as any of these companies. They're not. And so it's almost like you have to get to a point where you have full control over your own media company, your own platform. And I know people are trying, but shit, if you got Candace Owens and you got all these other big figures and then Steven Crowder and you got money and they're saying they spend millions and millions, tens of millions of dollars on advertising for their people, which is great. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to start investing at, at more on, like, is Twitter going to change over their platform to where it's more of, like, a YouTube-based video? You know what I'm saying? Or are they going to do something like that? Because that's what we need. They, well, yeah. yeah. Um, Musk talked about doing that. Up yeah. to two hours think, of, of footage. Yeah, I think that's a thing have, that's probably going to come in the future. But you have to be blue checkmarked. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay 8 bucks a month for it. Yeah. It's a fee. But I mean that, and honestly, they said that if you pay for the fee, if you're a blue check mark, you might have more reach too. Yeah. So, if you want the reach, you're going to have to pay for it. 
It's yeah, but we come down to that. You know that like there's costs that are obviously that this show has monthly costs that mm -hmm. we have to pay into. There's fees like if you guys send something or buy something through PayPal, there's a fee. There's there's always a fee, uh, yeah. and I think most people they didn't like the blue checkmark paying thing. But at the same time, if most companies or businesses or small businesses like ourselves would gladly pay eight or eleven dollars or whatever that little fee is, knowing yeah. that we have mm -hmm. a secure spot. Yeah. Well, and it's it's technically like uh, it's a distribution type of method because yeah. reach is distribution. And if you're paying Podbean a yearly fee to distribute your content, mm -hmm. you're paying them, right? Like nothing is very, nothing's for free. So you're going to have to pay one way or the other. And what sucks, though, is the reach on these social media platforms affects other platforms, too. So like. When we started growing on Instagram, mm -hmm. our audio started growing. You know what I mean? But then there's a cutoff there where, okay, does does one transfer to the one? Like, does it is it a one for one like concept here? Not usually. No. no, it's not because a lot of people like the clips on Instagram, so they follow that. Yeah, or it's, they, it's usually like a like the, one for like, point two. If you like the audio, you'll follow the actual podcast. But a lot of people in the beginning said, "Hey." I'm coming over from Instagram. I'm coming over from TikTok. Hey, I saw you guys on YouTube. I love yeah. it. You know, I don't usually watch the, the channel, but, you know, I'm here. Yeah. So the other platforms bring in the audio revenue, and they bring in the audio growth. They do. But so if you're, if you're squashed on those other platforms, you're not going to see any growth in your audio. Very, very unlikely. Yeah, but my, my point is, is if you consider Daily Wire like its own platform, right? It's its own company. They have multiple shows. They do, uh, you know, collective shows together. They do video now. They do series. Like, they do all kinds. They're a pretty open platform, right? Uh, they're, they've grown quite a bit in what they put out into the market. Like, they should be looking at Crowder like, hey, we're going to pay you 50 mil, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, if for some reason you get banned, then we're going to take all of our resources to make sure that you don't see a loss from it. You know what I mean? Whether we have to put you on other shows, we'll fight for you uh, because we want, you know, we want to have a return as well. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it's just a like, hey, we only want you if we can make our money back on you. And that, I think, is what the problem is. And that's not a bad as a business. I get it. But there are certain times where you don't know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know how aggressive... And they're like, well, we just said that he needs to be cautious. And they also said that Boring said, well, you know, our thing is, is like if he goes on YouTube, he can say like there's I want to talk about the jab, but I can't on this fucking YouTube. So go yeah. over to the paywall and you can we can we're going to have a discussion there. But and that's what he did. He, I he mean, was I used to that. listen to Crowder pretty much every day, and that's yeah. exactly what he did. Dude. But we like, know when he was on Rumble. His Rumble episodes were way better than his YouTube ones, because as Flex alluded to controversy makes money yeah you know being controversial brings in money because people want to hear the truth well, they don't we, want to hear the bullshit that everybody else spews well, out and we know firsthand that the, the you just said it isn't a one for one just because you say i i can't do it here go here to to listen to the whole thing yeah. that doesn't mean people are going to do it no it does not no it does not uh, because a lot of audience they just they won't you know and so because there's clicks. There's people that only do their shit on Instagram. They only like Instagram for everything they look at. There's people that only on not, Facebook. Well, there are people that I, only use YouTube. There, I mean, that just those. There is those clicks of things that you're you're not gonna 
put put a video out and say, hey, we can't say this on this platform, so come over here. And most people just, a lot of people just aren't going to do that. Because Not they instantaneously, like but eventually they will. I'm I'm an avid fan of eventually they will f- come find you. If they like your content, they will come find you. And it's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be like, hey, on yeah. demand, hey, come over here. But eventually, if people like still think about you and they go, I miss these guys. I want to see what they're talking about. Where can I find them? You'll go find them. I did the same thing with Larry Johnson. Or uh, yeah, Larry Johnson, the uh, controversial running back, right? Very sure. into the occult and all that stuff. I wanted to find him. Like he was banned on everywhere. And I'm like, okay, where the hell is this guy? And I searched everywhere and, uh, you know, he's back on Instagram. He has like a, a large Instagram following, but people will do that. They will remember your conversations, remember your content and just say like, hey, I'm going to search these guys out. Some will do that. I, I tr- sir, yeah. yeah. Eventually, you know, if people want to find you, I mean, Crowder got more views on his live stream of the like election coverage oh, yeah. than any other freaking other channel did. Yeah. And he got way more views on Rumble than he ever got on YouTube. Yeah. And he broke the record. He went over a million followers uh, live during that show. So it's possible he has the reach to do it because he's a big name guy. Yep. And you know, I think it's just you got to you got to put the stuff out there. You got to be on more shows. You got to, you know, dip into other audiences. Because other shows have other audiences that will like your content too, but they just don't know you're out there because the reach is squashed. Yeah. Uh, when, it, when it comes down to this whole Crowder situation, honestly, I, I the biggest takeaway I got from it was there is, there is this uh, different kind of conservative movement, right? Yeah. And the thing is, is all these people that are heading like he he said in his thing all these people that are heading up these quote unquote conservative platforms or conservative companies they're not on the same side they're like i said before they're all still playing by the liberal rules so you, it's almost like this movement has to it's either you it's either you're conservative conservative or you're not conservative you can't say you're conservative and then have this big platform and then produce all these shows, but then play by the same fucking rules that you don't agree with in the first place. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't start this thing and then fuck around and and fuck up the shows that are trying to change and go with the, go with the movement and make, try to make things better and put out their content and say this information, entertain people. And then kill them off because they went against a rule that a side that you may don't even agree with that said decided. But doesn't that can't tell you? That. But doesn't that tell you the bigger problem here? And that's that the money has to go through the liberal side of things before it can get to the conservative side. That's the ultimate that, that's problem. That's the big problem. Like, it, what, like what the, the, the conser- quote unquote conservatives that are propping all these people up that are are not on the same page as everybody else. Yeah. They're still on the left. But this they is, say they're conservative, but they're they're not. But this is on the companies too, right? Because the companies are so woke um, that if you say something, they sponsor you, and you say something that they feel like oh, this is going to hurt our business, they're going to drop you like a fly, bro. And then not only that, but a lot of times you'll see that there's mass uh, ad removal. You know, if somebody comes out and they say something overly controversial, they don't just lose one; they lose all their ad revenue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, look at Kanye. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I mean, well, you know. There's a point where, you know, there's he has a right to say what he wants. And, and and honestly, businesses have the right to say we don't want to work with you. 
Uh, but the problem is, is like if you lose that revenue, then your main company, that media company, also basically says, hey, you just lost about $30 million, $20 million, $10 million. Yeah. Uh, and so that's his point is like $50 million sounds great with that $25 million kicker and all those little things sound great. But at the end of the day, he's like, I'm already removed from YouTube. Like I'm already mm-hmm. banned on YouTube. Yeah. So like to say that somebody else won't ban me and then basically you're getting me on a budget uh, because you can do that. Uh, yep. Now, to be fair to Anomaly, he's saying, guys, I, you know, this is the first start. And that's also what Boring said from Daily Wire. Like, we could have negotiated and we, could, we can kind of work out the kinks. But I think... That's not the point, though. Well, the, I mean, The point listen, is you're, you're structuring your contact, contract around the rules of an ideology that he doesn't agree with. Yeah, and I don't know that they would have changed those. Because he said multiple times in that video, that his rebuttal, that, like, it's bad business practice to spend this much money on somebody and not have a guaranteed return or not have a opportunity of return. And I get it, but that's also part of the risk that you take when you hire talent. Yeah. Especially controversial talent. So now can we, can we listen to the video of Jeremy boring? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Got it I think the most entertaining, uh, talented person in the conservative movement, I think one of the most entertaining and talented people in entertainment generally in the country today has, has created a very successful content generation company, a very successful production company. But Stevens never had to create the company that actually distributes, markets, and monetizes all of that content. You know, he talks in his video about being... Fucking Twitter. Come on, Elon. Fix this shit. Try it one more time. Just fast forward a little bit. Sorry, guys. I think one of the most entertaining and talented people in entertainment generally in the country today has, has created a very successful content generation company, a very successful production company. But Stevens never had to create the company that actually distributes markets and monetizes all of that content. It's kind of true. You know, he talks in his video about being one of the only true independent conservative voices. Uh, and I find that incredibly offensive. You know, Stephen, the whole time I've known him, has worked for someone else, uh, has been paid by someone else. That doesn't mean other people tell him what to say. He's a very independent voice, and, and that's good. So is Matt Walsh. So is Candace Owens. So is Ben Shapiro. So is Michael Knowles. So is uh, Brett Cooper. Uh, but Stephen, you know, as much or more than any of them, a very independent voice, but he's not exactly a self-made man. That, that's not true. He, he was paid by PJTV when I met him, which was owned by a billionaire at the time. Then he was paid by CRTV for a number of years, which was owned by a billionaire uh, at the time. Then he was paid by The Blaze, which was subsidized by a billionaire, uh, until Tyler Carden, one of the real genius businessmen in our movement, turned the company around and, and made it profitable. Uh, during all of that time, Stephen drove a ton of revenue. He was, he's incredibly valuable. I'm not suggesting that he wasn't driving uh, value. He was. I'm only saying he didn't have to build all of that. He didn't have to think about it. And he didn't necessarily have to be profitable. And he doesn't know for a fact that he was profitable. Because as he has said very publicly, all those companies, none of them really shared all the information about what was happening with them. So Stephen feels very certain that his show was always profitable. But he doesn't know that his show was profitable. And even if it was, what became of that profit? Most of that profit almost certainly was reinvested into growing the infrastructure and growing the technology and growing. So what he's saying right here is, uh, I mean, it's, sure, it's a valid point, 
but it really has nothing to do with the bigger picture. No, right. He's not, no. he, he, he's trying to say, well, Steven doesn't understand how business works. He doesn't ha understand how the monetization works and revenue coming in. He even made the point that that one guy turned it and made it a profitable company. You know what I'm saying? With the blaze. So, uh, Steven Crowder never really focused on profit. He didn't say like, I want to be profitable. He says, I want my content to be heard and I don't want to be dinged for it. Not being dinged is different than being profitable. Yes, it equates to being profitable, not being dinged. Yeah. But it's like, I want to say what I want to say without being punished. And I don't want these, like, freaking, uh, if you get banned by a liberal company for saying something, I don't want that to affect my bottom line. Yeah. I, you know, I, I hear you. It's like, but the, he it, wants it, to say what he wants to say. He's a yeah. controversial guy. And that's the thing is, like, the market's going to dictate everything, right? And so I, I generally, in this situation, agree with Crowder on, on almost all this stuff, right? What he's saying, I think, is valid because these companies are still beholden to social media and the money goes through social media. And that may be a bigger problem that we need to figure out is where can we actually have major companies invest into a new platform that is not going to be beholden to all this shit, right? Because otherwise, we're still going to be using YouTube. Twitter is changing slowly, but Instagram, Facebook, all those platforms are still have these gnarly dumb rules, okay, yeah. that they can ban you for. And even on the lower level, Anchor and Spotify and all these guys, they all have their thing where they can just toss you for no reason, right? You, you said something we didn't like. We're, you're done. Uh, and so he's saying, I shouldn't get dinged for that. That's fine. And I get that. At the same time, like, I do understand that, like, you know, in order to stay in business, you have to make money. Okay. In order to employ people and to put money into film and try to change culture, it does take money. Uh, mm -hmm. But I do think that Crowder it would bring people and bring money, regardless of YouTube. He already lost YouTube, and I think he still makes money. Uh, so whether it's a paywall or any of that stuff, for that matter, he still is going to bring you money. Shirts, doing shows, doing, uh, you know, youth stuff, right? Conservative, yeah. whatever it is. He's going to have money coming in. So... I, 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 but at the same time, there's a market value. If he comes out and says, I want, he actually supposedly said that he, on the call, the guy talks about it, that initial thing was 50 million for four years, right? And then two more, 25 million for yeah. two more. And that comes out to what? 12,000 or 12 million, 12 and a half million a year. Yeah. Right. And he said that Crowder came back and said that he was looking for more like $30 million a year and said that at that point, I said, we can't even come close to that. That's not going to happen. And that is, and I'm sure Crowder understands this. You can say whatever you want to. You can say, I want to get $100 million a year. And athletes do this all the time, right? They, they elect not to sign a contract with the team. They want to go to the free market because they think they're worth more. And then they don't get picked up at all because their, their value to themselves is more than what people are actually willing to pay. Mm -hmm. So that's part of that negotiation. And Crowder can say, well, hey, I don't have anybody else that's offering me. Or maybe he does have somebody else that's offering him $20, 30000000 million. Who knows? But, I mean, that's part of the risk for him as well is, like, do you, you know. But I think at the end of the day, it may not be about the money. It's more about – because he, he could have taken that money, had his show, made buco bucks, and been fine. But he chose not to. And that, I think, is the more telling thing is he actually said he turned away $75 million. I mean, do you, do you not see that as something yeah, no, that's, that's, that's really important? I think it's a – I think it's a good movement. I think that he's standing up for his rights and he's standing up for the conservative movement, uh, the true conservative movement. And, uh, you know, just the constitutional right of free speech. I think it's absolutely important what Crowder's doing.
Yeah. I, I yeah, I think the the biggest like I said before, when it comes to all this is it's freedom of speech and that's just as simple as it is, honestly. You you can't have a show and be willing to say the things you need to say, but then also have to play on all these caveats that you know, you can't say this over on this thing. You can't say this over on this thing. Otherwise, we're not going to put your shit out there. I think that he turned it down as a uh, big fuck you to the fake fucking conservative that are playing by liberal rules mm-hmm. and saying I'd be it'd be better off getting my messes out there on my own. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I mean, he's gambling himself. He's he's, he's taking a risk. Whether I, I'm going Dude, to do this on my anybody's... own and try to keep everyone from falling into this bullshit, mm-hmm. and fa- either fail or it, it is widely successful. If anybody can do it, he can do it. Like if he started his own company, we would probably go over there. Yeah. I'm not even joking. Like yeah. we would probably go to him because we'd probably have more success under him than what we're doing. You know, what I mean. I'm just saying, like, that, I think, is a profitable business source. Yeah, it is. Because people want to go and they want to follow not just controversy, but people who actually can speak their mind freely. I mean, that's why uh, Trump created Truth Social. Yeah. That's why Elon Musk took over Twitter. Yeah. And even even though Elon Musk took over Twitter, it's not absolutist. It's not like an absolute, like, freaking, let's open the door for everyone and everything. Yeah. He still has rules and regulation. Not everybody has their account back. But yeah. people, liber- uh, liberals, are seeing more conservative content. Right? Yep. Somebody pointed out that our C's crooked. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't quite fix it. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I ultimately what it comes down. I, I understand where anomalies coming from. I understand where crowds coming from. I partially understand where they're coming from as a business. Mm-hmm. But there's the, the bigger picture is what is is. I still think is the problem, and that is that uh, a lot of people, whether it's through a contract or through just your personal like thinking, feel like everything can be taken away from you if you say the wrong thing, and that is not a position that people should have to be in. Well, and that's what we've been skating around for it sucks. a couple years now. It sucks. Um, because I'm not, like, and, and, like, the dynamic of it is, you know, if you guys have listened to us for any length of time, the dynamic is, you know, like, these things come up, and I've always been, like, I'm trying to look at both sides. That was always my dynamic, right? Yeah. But to say that I don't have strong opinions about the jab or strong opinions about the celebrity shit that's going on, or moons. I know Greg loves the moons. Like, just the weird stuff, the fun stuff. Like, we yep. all do. And we should be able to say whatever the hell we want. Yeah. And know that, like, hey, if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. And, and the numbers tell you. But that's not reality anymore. And that's what I think he's saying, and that's what bothers me, is that it's no longer about, like, you can put out content and you can have whatever following is fit for your content. That's that's how it should be. If you only got a 1,000 listeners, awesome. If you have a 100,000 listeners awesome uh but it's not dictated on the fact that like you're just not being seen you have to like you're getting banned you know what i'm saying like how not having spotify for us and ross called them for us and and said like hey we got the show uh part of my american they're say they're they're banned on your account like what's up and they said yep they're banned okay well what did they do we can't tell you yeah how the hell do you fix that 
Like, how do you fix something that you don't know what you did? And all he said was you like, that's why I mean? it sucks, dude. I mean, but that's, that's a huge audience. I, I, that's a huge audience that we no longer have. Yeah. Tell me about it. And it's like, it, it's not a fair ball game. And that's why Crowder is sick of it. He's done with it. He's like, this isn't fair. I could say something t- today and tomorrow it's fake news or a conspiracy and they can ban my ass. So I'm fucking done with it. Yeah. Like it's not worth the money because it might not even be worth money. Yeah. Like they can say a $50 million contract, but like you said, it could dwindle down to one, two point, I don't know, whatever million. But regardless, he has a crew to pay. He has a building. He has all this other stuff that he has to pay for. Yeah. So it's not all profit. It's, you're you know right. what I mean? Like, what are his expenses to running his show? He has a high production budget, man. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and that's the thing. They were saying that actually that $50 million and the and the $25 million going forward, he's actually going to be paying for all his own production shit. Like, they're going to help pay. Like, they said that he's re- he would be required, at least on the first draft, that he'd be required to do, like, a documentary, like a one-hour documentary, because they all do. And they would pay for that up to, like, $2 million. Uh, but his production costs and all that comes out of that $50 million. So like that mm-hmm. fifty million is not just Steven Crowder's fifty million. That was actually for his, you know, travels, his employees that he chooses to hire, yeah. his stints and his funny videos that he chooses to make. So like it's not like, listen, fifty million is a lot. Uh, you know, when you're making a thousand, uh, I would take I would take a couple thousand at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like fifty million, I can't even imagine if somebody's dangling fifty million in your face. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Is like that is a large sum of money but that is the fight right that's the fight because they're always going to dangle something in front of your face to keep you from doing what you're doing exactly and and so that to me that's like tell me out of 100 people how many people that are doing something that they enjoy and they'll say Stephen Crowder enjoys doing his show we enjoy doing our show tell me how many people are going to have that carrot dangled in their face here's an opportunity for you to make 75 million dollars and have and do whatever you want to but you just can't see these couple things are going to take that they will most people will. They'll be like, shit, it's better to have a great life and have to restrain myself a little bit uh, than to you know, not have it at all. And we do that. But then that's where it, it's yeah. a slippery slope because once you contain yourself a little bit, then it gets a little bit more. Yeah. And then it gets a little bit more. And then also you can't do this over here. But you see, can't the, go do that. The thing is, is like he, the, the difference in position between lower shows like ours, like lower viewed shows, you know, he's obviously a big show. Um, he, you're talking about $50 million. Like, Steven Crowder could go to a bunch of platforms and make a couple million yeah, and, and no problem. And so, like, the the issue is on shows like ours where we're trying to grow and we're trying to make this something uh, and we're trying to make a living at that matter, right? We're scraping. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, luckily my wife has a great job and, and yours does too. But, my, but the bottom line is, is, like, if it goes away, like, it's done. It, like, there is no, like, well, we can make a little bit more over here and we'll be fine. Like, it, there is nothing. There is nothing anymore. And so then it's just a matter of like, hey, we do it for fun. And so that's also part of the adaption shit. And we've had that discussion on the show before. Um, it, you know, with this whole experiment, if you will, of us quitting our jobs and doing this over the year, yeah. uh, we're, we have to kind of adapt and do things a little bit differently and try to figure out how to navigate the system to the best that we can. And so it either becomes something or it doesn't, and we do it for fun. And, and just we have to cut down the shows because we're going to have to get to, you know, working again or something and getting a job. Or whatever, but you know, it may go down to where it's like, shit. We can only do two shows a week now. We can only do three. I would rather do this every day. I love doing this. Yeah, you know, but we just don't have options like Crowder does. Uh, and so I wish that these companies would look at it and go, "I'm fighting for you because we understand that this is wrong, 
And if you do get banned or if somebody bans you, like we're going to put in our best effort to try to counter that and make sure that you're still relevant, that your, your content's still going out there. We'll use Candace Owens to help push your show more. We'll use our other, you know, and that's how it should be. And I feel like that's not what it is. It's like, hey, you either make us money and we love you or you don't make us money and then we just ding the shit out of you. And I don't like that. I don't like um, it. Do you guys think that uh, the economy has anything to do with this? Absolutely. Like if, if the dollar fails, then all of these big businesses will fail as well? No, I don't think they're going to fail necessarily. It's going to be problematic. We just spoke to our ad guy yesterday. Yeah. I'm not going to get into details about that, but we just want to catch up and see how stuff's going. And he said, you know, I asked him specifically on the phone. I said, how is the economy affecting like ad revenue? And he said, eh, Q- Q1, quarter one, is one of the slowest we've ever seen this year. Uh, and it's like businesses are always going to look at the big picture and say, do we have the money to put into things like ad- ads, you know, just our sponsorships? Or do we keep it more in-house and try to do the best we can because we're, we're siphoning money other areas? <laughs> so, at, yeah, at a certain point when the economy is bad, people are going to start sucking in their money more. And they're not going to, like, want or have the money to put out to ads to do that. And a lot of people survive on ads. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that is a big part of like Patreon, obviously a huge one. We love everybody that's on Patreon. That is like, that's the one thing that like is pretty consistent for us, which is great. It's not a lot, but we appreciate it because it's consistent. Yeah. Ads, we've had really good months. We've had months that are low. And, and right now it's like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, but then you may have a four or five in a, in a month, a couple months down the road. Uh, so very inconsistent and they don't always even pay on time. Well, it's, and that's one thing that Steven Crowder did talk about is he will only do one ad a show, if that, because he's like, this show isn't for the sponsors, this mm-hmm. show's yeah. for you. So he's like, if you add on all these sponsors like Bongino does, I mean, his show is littered with them, yeah. then it, it becomes a different platform than what he wants it to become. And he wants just straight up content, he wants yeah. entertainment, he wants information, yeah, I'm, and that's that's yeah. what I mean. That's what he's known for. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. I'm not going to knock Bongino or anybody else that does ads. I know that they're annoying. I think they're annoying. Like sometimes, like watching videos and you have ads. Like I, I get it. Yeah, Everybody just skip through them. Get yeah, it, get but over. but the point is, is like for a lot of people, that's how they have to. That's how they make their money, and they're able to do what they do. Like it's not yeah. a normal kind of job, right? Where they just say we hire you and you make this much money. Yeah. Uh, you you know, it's based. A lot of these smaller companies are based off of what you can bring in how many Patreon followers you have, like Instagram stuff that you can try to try to make something on. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to dog. Reach. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's based off of like, will, will people's eyeballs see my product? And if they do, what are they, what's the probability that those eyeballs will buy mm-hmm. my product? Yeah. And, and also on like a less greedy standpoint, like, and it's the same principle with like music, you know, and I playing in a band and stuff before when we were having discussions about how do we make money as a band when we're touring and we're doing this shit. The realization was there's a book written a long time ago uh, and I can't remember what it was, but it was saying like, hey, to be a successful band, you don't have to have a fucking platinum record. You don't have to have a gold record. You need to have a small number of people that really are passionate about what you do. And yeah, that can dude. be turned into a livable wage. Now, greed. Look at Seven Dust. Yeah, Seven Dust is, well, and they went, They yeah, you're a good example, right? They went and did their own recordings. They do a yep. lot of their own production now. And uh, and the truth is, is it was something like 10,000 fans giving you, you know, $10 uh, a year or $100 a year for albums or shirts and other, or touring. Uh, it really can go a long ways with you just ha- being able to have a career doing it. 
Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's never been about a million views. It's never been about a hundred thousand views. Uh, we l actually love the connection that we have with our OG fans and our Patreon Hell members. Yes. Uh, and we would love to see that grow. We would love every person that listens to our show to go to Patreon. And I know it costs money, but like it's a it's the safest spot. And honestly, I I've seen it with Pool. I've seen it with I mean Crowder to some extent with Mug Club. A lot of these platforms are feeling like that is the only way to go forward. Uh, because well, pa even Patreon isn't that safe, bro. I mean, they well, have contracts and stuff, and they have dotted lines that you got to read and abide by as well. I mean, you can't talk about number 17 on there. You can't talk about medical misinformation on there. So I'm just saying there's a lot of stuff that you can't talk about on a lot of these apps. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, they have that in the contract. No, it's now, not, sure. It's, who, it's who's been the, kicked off of Patreon? I mean, there was a lot of people back in the day who got, I mean, Jordan Peterson is one of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we were talking about big names, that's he what I'm saying. I just, I, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. You. I'm not, I'm not trying to be snarky about it. I'm, I, I don't know. I personally feel like I, a lot of people are on Patreon. A lot of comedians are on Patreon that say some fucking crazy shit, and I don't see them banning anywhere, not even close to the same realm as YouTube. For sure. So I mean, you're right that it's not safe, but it is as safe as it gets now, other than Rumble, which yeah, the only way that you could even get better than that is if you bought out your own servers and had that's your own fucking shit yeah mm -hmm. and that's expensive because data Very is expensive. expensive and that's why people don't do that uh yeah. and that's why rumble well, is struggling. yeah there's 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 other like smaller versions of patreon but it's uh it's not as convenient yeah it's just uh, it's, it's basically like patreon is the youtube of payment services it is but it's far less risky man like it's far less risky like they're, I mean, even you know, like all of them use it. Like I, we listen to the Drinker Bros. They got their show on Patreon, and, and it gets wild, dude. And it's fun. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like there, you can say and do, dra like you'd have to be, in my opinion, unless they just absolutely hate you, you'd have to be pretty damn extreme on on Patreon to be booted but from Patreon. I, I'm just like my point is, is they can they can change. Yeah, they can. Their policies at any time too. Yeah, but yeah. it's just like every other business. You're you're right, but I'm saying at the moment, like what other option do you have? Like mm -hmm. that's, that's where we're at. Like you're, you're not right. They're wrong. They could easily change it tomorrow. And everybody's like, fuck, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, geez. yeah, I don't know. Like, have you guys seen like, uh, when people actually make their website a dot TV? Oh you know yeah. What I mean, I've seen other shows do this where it's like a, a service or a subscription service to your actual website. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's options. I mean, I mean, Tim pool did his own platform, you know what I mean? You see a paywall that he produced himself. So there, it's out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can do it. The He's got money. Are there. I mean, uh, it's it that kind of stuff, it takes a little bit to figure out. It's uh, mm -hmm. probably a little more work. But, I mean, if push comes to shove, I mean, like I just said, like, if you literally want zero restriction, the only way to do that is to everything literally yourself. provide everything Build yourself. Your own thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree, 100%. So, yeah, you know, the whole point is just navigating the system the best you can. Uh, the absolute best again. Sir Glock Holmes, thank you for that super chat. That's awesome, man. Dollar, dollar yeah, bills, y'all. Keep up the great work, fellas. We appreciate you, man. That was sick. Yeah. Um, no, it's just uh, you, you do the best you can, and you try to navigate and survive. Is Dude, yeah. really the right I way mean, to say it. Flex was on here talking about other, um, I guess, entertainers that, that skirt the line, and they're still growing, especially on YouTube. You know what I mean? So yep. they talk about controversial stuff. Well, I mean, I saw him talking about – Rodriguez for a minute they're yeah, saying like how is he not removed but then it's like 
Is there more to it than that? Who knows? Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I don't want to create. He's been on the show. He's been he's been cool. I mean, I don't agree with a lot of stuff he says, but that's fine. You know what I mean? Uh, but no, some people get it. Some people don't. It's it's hit and miss. You know, like it's just whoever they want to go for. So it, it is what it is. Uh, you know, but with that said, like, he, uh, you know, Crowder, for example, is going to make his own decisions and he's going to yeah. he's going to live with what he decides. So was it a good decision not to sign a contract or try to negotiate? Could be a good decision. Could be a bad one. You don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he's strong enough that uh, as far as like viewership and, and his platform that I think he's going to be able to navigate something. Oh, absolutely. Well, dude, I, for think sure. the, I think he could grow something to be massive. Sure. I, I think the the. The large message here is basically the people that say they're on your side that, at least in that situation, clearly aren't in his idea of what that means is we need to hold people accountable for what they're what they're doing. And like when it comes to either freedom of speech or you're just you're saying you're this, but then you're you're making people live by someone else's rules. That's not okay. And I think the, yeah. the biggest thing is holding everybody accountable. And as, if that's boycotting this company or that company or this company and doing things wow. yourself, I mean, whatever. Yeah, especially if you murder somebody like Alec Baldwin. Alec he just Baldwin. got charged with in, involuntarily manslaughtering uh, the fatal rush. Well, or I, I rush just producer. I looked it up because uh, I don't know who it was. I'm sorry I, I didn't catch your name, but they sent it over a little while back. And it just CNN, Alec Baldwin to be charged with involuntary manslaughter after a fatal shooting. So I don't know yeah, if he's so actually he been, been charged. charged, but he's or no. Then Fox, seventeen minutes ago, said Alex Baldwin charged with involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, I think he's guilty, bro. So well, we kind of saw that coming, right? See what happens. But yeah, house arrest, held responsible, <laughs> held responsible. Well, and, no, that, and that's not just all these platforms. That's everything. That's people that we vote for. That's everything. Well, I, I don't. That goes for everything. I don't know if I go that far. On, what do you mean you don't go that no, far? No, I'm just saying, like, being like, I don't know that they're against you or against him. I think they're trying to survive as well. But by playing by somebody else's rules. Everybody's playing by somebody's that's rules. What it is, man. But so, that's the but that's the fucking point. No, the point is, is this should be a realization not about Daily Wire or about Steven Crowder as a whole. The point should be if everybody's feeling like they have to are beholden to something else, then we need to create that something else that is not going to happen. Because just saying like yep. they're just trying to survive and make money too. We're trying to survive and make money. Yeah. Steven Crowder's trying to survive and make money. And I know I know Crowder is saying, well, these guys are doing this. But, I mean, I know Crowder, to some extent, has, has had to hold back what he wanted to say, too, because of the same thing. Yeah. So it's it, it's not that one's worse than the other. It's that all everybody on that side feels like they can't say what they want to say. And so we need to actually get past the, you know, uh, the bickering on it and figure out, like, what can we do or what platform can it be? Or does Crowder start his own platform? Or does Daily Wire start their own platform where they actually have control over that content? Because right now it seems yeah, like they're all uh, out of control. I think it's Crowder, man. I think that's the wave of the future. Hopefully this is something big. I'm hoping. I I, I definitely am more supportive of Crowder in this, no doubt. I think that, and, and to be honest, he has a right to say it. Like, I don't like the idea, well, this was the first contract. I mean, this was this was their, yeah. like, hey, this was their get him in the door and let's sell him on this. And, and he, he kind of said... I don't know that we're gonna we would be able to remove that kind of stuff. We could lower it a little bit, but we're not removing the fact that you're gonna get penalized. Yeah. Because they need to make money off of them. So at that point, what negotiation would have actually happened that would have ended that? Probably none. I think they were at a stall a, a stall right there. You know? Yeah. So whether it's money or rules, you know, it, it is what it is. They're a business. They he said he's proud of his contract that he sent to Steven Crowder and it just didn't work out. 
Yeah, I think uh, the wave of being under somebody else's um, umbrella might be going away. And just the notion of independence is coming into the forefront. Yep, I sure hope so. Yeah, I, I, it's an interesting topic, and it, and it affects every person that does a show like this. We've heard many different podcasts talking yeah. about all these different things. It's, it's frustrating as shit. But with that said, uh, the ones that do listen to us, that do help support this show, we absolutely love you. And, and I mean that yeah. uh, because you guys literally are allowing us to continue doing this, even though it's tough right now. It's really We tough. literally do this for you guys. If it yeah. wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here. So um, hopefully we can get to a point where we're growing again and we are on a platform, whether it's Rumble, whether it's a paywall, whatever. Uh, we hope that we get to a point where we get to hang with you guys every day like we do now. Yeah. And uh, and I can also take care of my family, which I that's the thing, too. Like, I have to be able to take care of my family. So. Um, we love you guys and we appreciate you guys that, uh, support us and Sir Gawk Holmes. Thank you for that super chat. That's, that's awesome. Um, well, and, and just, uh, focus in on me here, Chris, real quick. What other fans would build you this? Yes. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I heard, I heard came from the, came from the Patreon family. Okay. Yeah. So come on now. They're, they're, people are saying I'm hoarding it. <laughs> I, it is at my house. It's living under Dave's pillow. I said. It's not, it's under my pillow. No, it is at my house, uh, and that is we got to get it up here. So that will that will be up here. And, and honestly, Greg, to your point, what fans would do that? Honestly, you guys are amazing. So yeah. we love you guys. Here's to you, Cheers everyone to watching you. this show, and everyone that supports this show. Greg, Sayonara. have a good one, man.